you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Going to the hurry up offense. He caught it! He caught it! He caught it! The Raiders have the lead! 35 34. Smith will keep it. He dives for the end zone! He's got a touchdown! Kansas City! Four man rush. He goes down in the end zone! The ball game is over! And the Seahawks have found yet again a way to win. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's. Mick Pick 2. Go get yourself some of those delicious items. Pick 2, $5. They're yours. Put them in your belly. Oh boy. Football season's here. All's right in the world. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew is here. We'll give them proper hellos in the meantime, but it is time for the hurry up. I'm going to start with you, Ike Taylor. When should you go for two? Did you like Jack Del Rio's call on Sunday? That's a great call. Coming from the West Coast all the way down south, you don't want to go into OT with Drew Brees and his potent offense. I'm going for two. I'm going for the juggler right now. Perfect call. Maurice. Yeah, I was in that situation uh, last Friday in high school football. So <laughs> anytime you're in a hostile environment, you're on the way, you got to go for two. You got to end the game. Why Why is this not standardly the call? If you like your quarterback, making two yards on one play is a more likely thing to have happen than, well, well let's force overtime, but then let's hope we win the flip. But if we don't win the flip, don't let them score a touchdown. But if they do, we better score a touchdown with the game's over. But if they kick a field goal, we have to kick a field goal and then uh, kick enough. I mean, it's crazy. It's much easier if you like your QB that he's going to be able to make that too good for Jack Del Rio. You have to have, you have, to have big cojones to do it because, again, either you're a GOAT for the win or you're a GOAT for the loss. That's yeah. right. Well, Jack Del Rio was your coach in Jacksonville. Maybe he, he would have handed it to uh, oh, we, we We went for two a bunch. I love it. And him. we handed the ball off. It coach Tomlin's an advocate. Coach McCarthy's an advocate. This is the way the NFL's going. And, of course, a tip of the hat to Tom Osborne, the patron saint of going for two in the clutch. He did it. It didn't work out in the Orange Bowl, but I still hail him for doing it uh, way back when. Next up. Which first contract QB do you like the most right now? Now, of course, we've seen Russell Wilson and others move into that second contract, and that disrupts the cap. But right now, these are younger QBs. You have Garoppolo looking great. Bortles looking good. 
Mariota, Trevor Simeon, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, famous Jameis. Go, Maurice. Who do you want I, the I, most? I, I need Jameis Winston. I, I love me some Jameis Winston right now. I mean, that guy is unbelievable. Now, I'm a Derek Carr fan. Played with him, thinks he does a great job. There's some really good quarterbacks. But Jameis Winston just went into Atlanta and torched that defense and took the team on his shoulders and made it work. I, I mean, you just watched Jameis Winston when he was talking to his Florida State team at halftime, man. People really got an understanding of that guy and how he feel. Like, he was emotional. He understood what it took. Uh, he got on this offensive line, and he wasn't even playing. But what you got to like about Jameis Winston is all the offseason talk about Jameis Winston was how he's the first to come in mm-hmm. and the last to leave. And it's showing on the field. He started off kind of slow last year, picked up, got the team where they need to be. He's left off where well, he's picking up where he left off last year. I got to go with Jameis Winston, too. I know it's boring to say since we're all going to agree, but I go famous Jameis, too. He's, I mean, this is a good long-term investment, too. This guy is built for 15 years. He's big, sturdy, nice big arm, leader, got all that stuff. You've seen the progress, at least from what you can see in 60 minutes of football. He looks even better than he looked in his rookie season. Yeah, all due respect to those other guys, including Derek Carr. I'm, I'm with you guys. Lastly, in the hurry-up, Monday night football, great for Pittsburgh, grim in D.C., and the Rams. Yikes. Who do you start at quarterback in week two at home against the mighty Seattle Seahawks defense, Ike? Man, I feel like Jared Goff should have been starting anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you just – we keep talking about he wasn't ready, and I get it. How about the coaching staff get ready to simmer down the defense so you don't put so much on them? If you're just saying what Dak Prescott is doing – for the Cowboys, man, his playbook isn't big at all. They're play-action passing. He's handing the ball off. Yeah, he, he threw over 45 times, which I think is a lot. But at the same time, man, you could – Eli Manning won a game with 27 attempts. So you mean to tell me you can't give Jared Goff 25 attempts and with the front seven they have? They have a decent front seven on defense. I can't knock that. I can't knock it. You have some potent guys. Change the playbook a little bit, simmer it down. There's nothing wrong with a 12-10 game at Seattle or a 20-19 game as the Denver, I mean, not Denver, the uh, Cowboys and the Giants. Nothing wrong with that. I'm cool with that. Simmer the uh, playbook down, man. Start the young, 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 start the young man. Let him rock. Let him get that experience. And he's going to be their franchise guy. Radio voice of the L.A. Rams. How say you? Uh, well, you saw Keenum getting banged up a little bit. I don't think you want to put your young guy in there, man. Again, I, I've, I've been in that situation where you throw a young guy in early and how it affects him when they get hit. I mean, obviously, you see Blaine Gavin, what he did last night. He showed that uh, it took a little time, but he's matured. He, he's turning into right. what we we all we know as Alex Smith. You've been a fan of Blaine. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Blaine's going to move the chains. He's going to do the things. But the reason Blaine's there and he's not where everyone thought he should be is because he got hit early on. And you got to limit that exposure. I know you, they have a really good running back in Todd Gurley. Teams are going to load the box. But their offensive line is a big issue right it's now. It's funny. Ike is right that maybe Jared Goff, you can make whatever excuses you want, but in an offense that's based around Todd Gurley and a defense, yes, you could throw the ball 20 times a game. A lot of teams have done it in the 21st century and more or less hide your QB or limit his exposure. Now they'll go with Seattle coming down here. You don't want Jared Goff doing that on the big <laughs> stage in the big debut of L.A. or the return of L.A. football. I so, guess you got to go. Keith so Keith so Ken's going to be the sacrificial. Lamb. Yep, that's exactly right. 
Yep. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> and it ain't going to get easier. That's the crazy part. They got to go to Tampa after that, then Arizona, and then you have Buffalo coming in, what they have to do. Then you play, uh, I want to say they go to Detroit, and then they have the Giants in London. It, it's, it's a, it's a nasty sketch. road. Yeah. Like the sketch. smog that used to hang over Los Angeles, dark days perhaps lay ahead for the Los Angeles Rams. But our future is bright because it's time to start the show. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the year. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damage. Is that your new intro? That's nice. Hey, no, that's just for now because my heart mind. is full. I don't must be, You must be spending a lot of money, Shaq. You, 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 oh, a lot getting, of money, bro. Hey, that's nice. some stuff, man. Oh, I like I don't that. mind it. I do. I like Listen, it. Listen, I, like I say, my heart is full. Maurice and Ike are here. The Steelers are 1-0. I was legitimately concerned. I thought the Steelers would lose in D.C., but boy, oh, boy, they were a powerhouse. I told you Shaq does that. That's not what I do they, at all. If they would have lost, he'd have been like, I knew, I knew they were going to lose. It, it, it would have been a totally different person. Yeah. All right. We'll talk. We'll, we, we have much to get to here. We want to talk uh, uh, about uh, best wins, worst losses. We want to uh, give you the State of the Union one week of the, one uh, week into the season and something very special. Thursday Night Football is coming up with the Bills and the Jets. We're going to look back at an old Jets and Bills uh, game and talk about that and how it connects to 2016. All to come. In the meantime, though, a couple of notes here. Muzzle tubbed our pal Ike Taylor doing gangbusters work on Total Access on Monday night. He'll be with you every Monday night uh, after and during the games, so make sure you tune in to him on NFL Network there. Meantime, tune in to me, Maurice, Adam Rank, and Aaron Coscarelli Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Fantasy and Friends, your fantasy info. All await your eyeballs there. We appreciate you checking in on that. Now let's say hello to him, first of all. Back from uh, from the Bay Area, that boy Burn on Monday night. Sleep. He comes in Burn. early on Tuesday, so we can spin and make our noise. It's Maurice Jones Drew. It's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Straight out of Oakland, that's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar, addicted to the insult. Now he's all with Damashek. Yeah, that's his new home. So call him Maurice, we all call him MJD. 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 I love that little Jaguar. Uh, he gets that's me tight. going. Yeah, like if you haven't Cheeto, looked man. at it, you're really missing out. Go to. We appreciate the audio listeners. Appreciate you subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your preferred uh, way to consume it in your ears is. And uh, if you want to watch it, NFL.com slash podcasts and F- NFL now streaming every Tuesday and Thursday. Go to uh, what is the best way to do that, uh, Ryan Bartlett, to go? Uh, yeah, the the best way, so we're looking at 6 o'clock Eastern time is when you want to, excuse me, 5 o'clock Eastern time is when we want to hit it, nfl.com slash now. Yeah, so you can watch a stream that way, oh, or, but uh, you do want to see the intros for both Maurice and Ike, and uh, we're going to get into some of Maurice's uh, calls here from Uh-oh. the Rams and Niners game. Sweet. about that. We have a lot to get to here, but first, of course, let's say hello to Ike Taylor. 
Dan- is that you dancing? Is yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome. You got to see the dance. Oh, it's it's there's much to behold. That's it's great good. to hear, but if you look at it, you see uh, you see some more stuff too. Hey, two four two four out there on Monday night against your boy AB, who continues to be, you know, the best receiver. A human not, highlight. Not just the best receiver best in dancer. the NFL though. Best dancer. In the what? <laughs> how how that one hit you when he did oh, the twerk? I loved. It. I like it. I loved it. That's what. That's when you have no worries in the world. That's when business is truly <laughs> booming. That's when the dancing with the stars come into effect. AB just having too much fun. Out. Why was that? But not, legitimately, why did the official standing there throw the flag on that? He's doing that by himself. It was lewd. Because he that? was mad because he can't do it. Yeah, pretty much. That was, <laughs> that's why. That, that there, I, I, I was watching. <laughs> I was in the booth watching that, and I was like, yeah, he, he's he's having too much fun. You, you, too you, much fun. It, it was too much. <laughs> We're going to get the best wins and worst losses, like I mentioned. I think you could look at the Steelers, but real quick, IT, based on what you saw with Josh Norman, obviously that was a big move up to our nation's capital there, and uh, a lot of people were talking. But he was actually an interesting guy throughout this past, like, say, 12 months or so because a lot of people said, oh, boy, all of a sudden we have another guy who's in the conversation for shutdown corner. Other people like you, Ike, have pointed out rightly that it's not like Josh Norman's traveling all over the field. We didn't see that against A.B., and it seemed like Norman was kind of talking stuff to Antonio Brown in spite of being down three scores in the fourth quarter. What did you see there? I don't think he was talking stuff to, to A.B. I just look at it like, look, Josh, we just gave you 70-plus. And I see Braylon over there, man. Braylon having a day. Oh, You know, he having a rough one. And I've been there before. It's It's been a few games where I had a rough one. Not a lot. You know, I, my – 139 games, I probably had six of them days, which is a good ratio. So I'm cool with that. But if I'm getting paid $70-something million and I consider myself to be one of the top corners, you know what, Braylon? I got you. I'm going to go into halftime and tell Coach, hey, Coach, my homeboy over there having a day, man, put me on AB. Whether we're playing zone, whether we're playing man, I'm going to follow this dude. So whatever side – or I would have switched it. If I'm the defensive coordinator, if I would have saw A.B. on Braylon's side, I would have went to zone. Well, we've heard J.J. Watt. You guys always talk about that J.J. Watt can pick where he lines up on the D-line. Do guys have that liberty? Yeah. I mean, how many uh, On all teams, can yeah, you just go in and say, hey, coach, let me let me take this guy? Either, either you have that liberty or they don't trust you to check the team's best receiver hmm. every snap. One of the two. But if if you want it, I'm sure if he would have went to Coach Gruden, like, hey, Coach, I got to be in the second half. I don't think Coach Gruden would have said no. No, that's not our system. So that's not how it goes. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Uh, no. You know, I, I played with Rasheed Mathis, a guy that uh, yep. had the ability to do that. And depending on the, the you know, he, sometimes they'd be like, Rasheed, you got to follow him. Like, come in, like you, you got to follow this guy. But, I mean, the way A.B. was just treating uh, Braylon. Or Help. Braylon, Help. 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 I'm drowning over here. Help. Lifesaver. Please. Somebody. And and th- that's not fair. That's not like, yes, I understand it's football, but 
I expect, and I think we all expect, when you get paid a lot of money to show some type of uh, production. Now, when A.B., I, the one snap I saw uh, Norman against A.B., he almost picked the ball off, been through it inside. A.B. kind of stayed outside. Um, but if you're the best, if you call yourself the best corner in the league, don't you want to go against the best receiver all the time? Every time. I, I just remember playing ball. Like I remember we were playing the Colts, and Bob Sanders was out, and they are like, oh, you guys should be happy. Bob Sanders. I was like, no, because I want to make sure that my I have. I want to see where I'm at. Yeah, I want to yeah. see what my workout's talking about. Yeah. So if my workout's ain't right, <laughs> we can go change these. Yeah. I want to go against the best all the time. No question. Because it's a self check, and, and if you can't do that, then you're really not the best. And I think that's what we saw uh, in, in DC. And I guarantee he starts because if that's the case, let's put it this way: if that's the case, he has Dez this week coming up. Right. Right. Then he has Odell. So if that's the case, Dez and uh, Odell are just going to go against O'Buddy and just give him that work. So it's one of the two. This is going to be an interesting one between the Skins and Cowboys coming up. Now let's go back to week one, and like I say, let's talk. Let's start off with best wins. Pittsburgh is a possibility there going on the road to start things. Ryan Shazier looked very good. He jumped he out to me. To it looked good. He is hurt. That's why they took him out? That's what's what's he hurt with? His knee. For how long? Well, I know he's got a – I mean, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, that – yeah, well – that, That's what I keep saying. Like, yeah. when he's healthy, he's hell. But how about Kirk Cousins? Though? Like, like, we just go. Are we just gonna just act like that's not the pink elephant in the room? Oh, he played we horrendous. Talk, we can talk about that. He was Matter horrible. Fact, we can talk so, about it. All right. Well, like maybe a, we'll get there. In headlights. Yeah. That's a good one for inaccurate work. passes. Oh, he's the franchise quarterback. Three. Uh, we rushing three, dropping eight. You can scramble sometimes. You can just roll out. You can definitely scramble sometimes. You know. Get the linebacker to come up, then dump it off. But I see, I see where Kirk Cousins he looked for Jordan Reed too much. Yeah, he don't they, scan the field. It, it does look like uh, the secondary, which was supposed to be a deficiency, early returns looking pretty good there. You know, they cobbled some stuff together. They there. simplified the secondary. We running cover three, cover two. I need everybody to look at the quarterback. Let me and and, I, and you said something last week about being Tomlin's defense and watching Monday Night Football. I saw Tomlin throw uh Timmons in there. He was like, Where, where where's you know, where's Timmons at? I saw it on the sideline, like, yeah. all right, now get in there. Head coaches don't do normally do that. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's coach team defense. All right. Yeah. Let's I to me, I'll start things off. Most impressive win I saw and this transcends week one. This was to me one of the most impressive wins of the Belichick era, what we saw on Sunday night. They go into Arizona against what was in twenty fifteen one of the most dynamic offenses. They go in there with no offensive line. They go in there without Gronk, without Brady, Deion Lewis, Rob Ninkovich, and the rest, and it just doesn't matter. And, in fact, it's annoying because nothing applies to the – I mean, just if you, it's like Iron Man almost. It doesn't make a difference anymore who's inside the suit. As long as you're wearing it, you're super. I just feel like they ran into a, a, a sorry Carson Palmer. <laughs> I feel like that's – I kind of agree with that, and, and, but still. But I mean, that's what I'm. But but your team, especially when you you have Bruce Arians, a guy that likes to throw the ball, uh, they know that. Look, this is where he likes to go. He's going to try to force these passes, and that's what he did early in the game. Yeah. And he put them b- behind. Yeah. Now you only can expect your defense to go out there, especially against hold them for so long. For so long, right? And, and so Carson, what had two or three three and outs to start the game? That's yeah. that. That's not a guy that's supposed to be on a team that's leading a team to win a Super Bowl. A 13, 14 year veteran guy. You know, um, yeah, you know, 
I, I talked to Willie McGinnis about it because, like I say, on one hand, I feel like it's voodoo. And then I talked to Willie McGinnis, who obviously knows what the Patriots are about, and Belichick specifically and defensively is about, and he just boils it down to simplicity. Is it possible that, uh, that, that um, you know, the, uh, the myth of the Patriots and how scary they are really is just very simple football? Willie says, well, they just didn't. You know, they just took away any deep balls that Carson Palmer might do. Obviously, that was the that was the game plan is to limit big plays. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, that's it. Simple. And well, then how couldn't that pass rush get get rid of the ball quickly? That's what you do against teams that have a, a fierce pass rush. Just Garoppolo condition him, get rid of the ball as quickly as possible, like Brady would do. Oh well, that, now you make it sound simple. Why doesn't no, every team do these things? Is is that simple? But. Now it comes back to the offense and the defense coordinators. What you do know about B.A., he doesn't mind throwing the ball deep. Like, that's been Bruce Arians' trait. He loves the big play. He loves going deep. When you take that away from him and the mindset of a deep-throwing quarterback, now it's like, now we got to be patient. Uh, and in offense, they're really not that patient. They're not like a surgical kind of Patriots offense. People got to understand, the Patriots offense, their three-yard passes is a run to them. They don't mind getting slot receivers and the Julian Edelman and the old school Wes Walker. Those guys, they'll work the slot, work the linebackers, don't mind getting hit, averaging five yards a catch. But methodically, you just keep moving the chains. Like it's slow so, death, I call it's, it. It's, yeah. it's a slow death, Shaq. So while we're waiting and anticipating these deep plays, watching these bombs, they're taking that away, and it's just they just chipping away on offense. Well, I think the biggest thing, too, is when you watch it, the the Patriots went in knowing, like, look, we have to shorten this game. So we're going to run the ball. We're going to run LeGarrette Blunt, who ends up having a, a very decent day very decent. at the end of it. Like, towards the end, he was just running through people. And then, two, they forced Carson Palmer to come off his number one read. When Carson Palmer is really good is when he can drop back on his fifth step, he throws the ball. Let deep. it go. He yep. let it go. Yep. When he has to go to number two or three, he starts patting the ball. He starts running around. That's been, it's been a thing with him throughout – I guess his career. I mean, when you look at last year, Carolina did the same thing. They didn't let him go to his number one read. We're going to make you go to number two or three, and and he struggles. Maurice, do you count the Patriots as the most impressive week one victory or anybody else out there? You know, I'm going to have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I I think Mm. a team uh, to to do a comeback like that, I mean, the Chargers came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Right? I I mean, we do on our show, we did the My Bads and Melvin Gordon – I don't think anybody would have thought Melvin Gordon scores twice and does right. what he does against the Chiefs. But to see Kansas City fight back, to see them uh, – <clears throat> and I know it's at home, but to see them come back from, what, 21 down? 17. Or 17, whatever yeah. it might have been, yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, and they did it with some guys that aren't normally their guys. Spencer Ware, you have Macklin go down. They got these guys out there rolling. And it just shows you that Andy Reid has something special going on. At AFC West, seems like it's going to be fun. Ike, anybody else you want to throw out for best win? It was a game last night, and this it's going to be an interesting, interesting topic. The San Fran 49ers. Yeah. And and here's why. You have supposedly a distraction in Colin Kaepernick. Supposedly a distraction. All offseason has been a distraction, at least for the most part for the preseason. You have a team who's doing hard knocks in the L.A. Rams. Uh, they're moving from St. Louis. They come to L.A. Uh, they've been shifting a lot. Everybody, all the fans get the insight, get to see how players act in training camp. It's it's been a good it's been a good show, but now we got to play football. And to Coach Chips Kelly point, 
he kept everything cool mm-hmm. over there. Hey, by the that, way, he, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but really, I think from the league mm-hmm. to the 49ers to the players in the locker room, I mean, you know, people love out there in the media and otherwise to bash the NFL is Squaresville and the NBA is more progressive. Hey, People deserve to. I mean, the the NFL deserves a tip. Uh, should get a tip of the hat from for for protecting the players' right to to do what he's doing. Goodell said, "I don't agree with it, but that's his liberty to do that." I, you know, and for the 49ers to support that, there are a lot of organizations in pro sports that would denounce that and try well, and distance themselves. Maybe even would cut the guy. They didn't do that. They well, embraced. Well, Colin, well, Colin obviously had it well thought out. Like, this oh, was man. no abracadabra, I'm, I'm about to do this because I'm mad. He had a plan, and he's sticking with his plan. And and slowly but surely, him sticking to his plan and giving us great information about why he's doing it is changing a lot of things slowly. Like, but he's making some changes towards a lot of people, everybody in this organization, even the owner gave a million dollars in certain communities. That's right. For, for the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. So my thing was just – Supposedly, all these distractions, they came together. He wasn't distraction in the locker room. He talked to his uh his players. Coach Chip Kelly talked to his players from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, he's the second backup quarterback to uh Gabbert. to to Gabrick. Gabrick had a a okay day, but a day as in no turnovers, and that's mm-hmm. what I keep that's saying. Right. Like the more you can be a a, a real good, okay quarterback if you don't turn the ball over. Hey, they hung 28 on what's supposed to be a really good defense. My point so. is that distractions don't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? I think just with the L.A., you have a young team in L.A. Like, these guys are real young. Then you bring them to a city, a city. You got to understand, like, everybody on the team ain't from the city. So now you bring them from St. Louis to the city, La La Land. So now I'm going to bring you to La La Land. It's a lot of distractions off the field, let alone just handling your business on the field. I think the L.A. Rams just got to get back to doing what, doing what they need to do, and that's being here playing football, being football players, not worrying about social media, not worrying about the hard knocks. Or you not don't worrying get to play in Los Angeles next year. Not, not worrying you about getting your, your social media followers up. Once they get back to that, I think they have a chance. It's just having that young team. Like, we can't forget – this team is real young. I don't know, man. I, I, I think this, you know, Jeff Fisher said on Hard Knocks, no more 7-9. and nine. I think he's going to get his wish, but not on the right side of 7-9. Uh, and, 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 and going back on that, uh, what I can piggyback on what Ike said, I think the Kaepernick situation brought that team closer because, remember, they were getting attacked early on. Yeah. Yep. There's only two things you can do when you're getting attacked. Either yeah. as a group you come closer or you, or you get divided. No question. And it seems like that. just watching those guys out there, the way those guys rallied around each other, the way they are flying around. And even though you're right, he's not a backup but you're starting safeties uh, kneeled with him. I mean, he's getting support from all type of people. Correct. I think that might be the thing that kind of helps them get over this hump. Hey, the guys on the other sideline, Robert Quinn was doing yeah. the, the fist in Hitting the air. Great. The Seahawks did it. It's actually catching on. It's not uh, something that's uh, being shamefully dismissed by the league and right. uh, and by society. So so good for Colin Kaepernick. He, he's, he, he's, doing it, he's doing it peacefully. That's right. That's exactly you know what I'm right. Saying? Like, and I respect that. I'm now sorry. let's swing it to uh, to worst loss here. And to me, it's the Jets. But speaking of that, boy, oh, boy, I hate to say it, Pitt guy and everything else, but Darrell Revis. 
did not look good against uh, A.J. Check. Green. And, in fact, it came up apparently in the green room on yeah, Sunday miss. night. Deion Sanders was talking with Maurice Jones-Drew, and Ike Taylor then went on television and said this. What did he say? This is Reeves Island, man. I'm building a hotel on it right now next week. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking if I'm a receiver. Now. He's going right? to get tested, no question. Yeah, there's some people in the break room. I'm not calling any names, but they play <laughs> professional football. One of them is Maurice Jones-Drew. Another one is Ike Taylor. They were saying there was condominiums, everything being sold on Reeves oh, Island. People, people had tents up on Reeves Island <laughs> and everything right now. <laughs> And why, why didn't take him what we said? It, 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 this is exa- what I called it was, I was when, <laughs> when, 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 when you tend to get exposed a little bit, right? I mean, everybody has a bad day. I mean, running back a fumble, and then the coach will be like, once a fumbler, always a fumbler. That, that's just kind of their mentality. Um, I think the, the, this, the whole idea of Revis Island, how good he was, was like, oh, we can put him out there. Well, he can't do that anymore. He's 32, 31 years old. Like, he can't run like he used to when, when he was 24, when he was at his prime, you know. And so I think, uh, you know, it, it may not be Revis Island anymore. It might be Revis Vegas, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. To me, that's why I say the Jets, <laughs> the Jets' loss is the worst loss of the weekend to me because they had a hobbled Bengals team coming to them. And their schedule is brutal. Look it up if you don't believe me. They got they've got a miserable Sarevis still go, coming up. Sarevis defense. He still he still led the league in nine turnovers. Yeah, he gonna last get, year. Well, I so INTs go up when when uh, people aren't afraid of throwing at you. You end up well, getting some, uh, uh, some again, extra opportunity. You, you have a day like that. You you have a day and and to his he's playing the team's number one receiver. Now we just asked Josh Norman, who got paid seventy. To do the same, and he didn't. Yeah, he stayed on one side. So that's what I'm saying. When you have a guy who's gonna play a AJ Green, I mean, yeah, AJ and AJ Green is a hell of a guy to check. Like he's hard to check. You gonna have a day humble like brag. that? Only, humble brag no, from Ike because no, no, there the was, only, the there only was one guy that. who wore 24 who could take away AJ Green. The, the every only time. the only thing about that is Riri can't he can't have another day like that. You only get one of them a year. Mm-hmm. You only get one. That's like every two years you get one. Yeah, you only you only get one. You you get you another one, then either I'm gonna ask you for a cut or I gotta cut you. I, I just I, think this after what happened with DeAndre Hopkins into him last year, right? And then to see AJ Green go and do it. And granted, those are those are two young premier, what we like to call young pups in this game, right. guys that are gonna obviously are there where they need to be. But it, it it's hard out there on that. It's, it's I, hard. I I I listen to Ike. It's you hard. out there by yourself. Now I've been out there on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and it's lonely out there because the whole world is watching, especially when you have – and Revis doesn't ask for that. He doesn't say that I'm the best or anything like that. He just we've, – we've anointed him to be that because of his play. But when you go – A.J. Green is special. So, I think Revis now, um, he, has his, he has to change his style of play. I think early on the way he was playing, it worked for him. Mm-hmm. But once you start putting years and years of tape out there, people start adjusting. So I think for Revis, what he can do to help himself, just start adjusting way, the way he plays. Revis like to play from the outside in. He like to see the quarterback. He like to see the ball thrown. I play like that. But later on in my career, I had to adjust because I wouldn't have squeezed four more years out with Pittsburgh if I didn't adjust to it. I think Revis have to do the same. He have to just take, have to sit back, see how the see how the offense is attacking him, adjust a little bit to his technique. 
And maybe that'll help. I know, but his the thing for him is his game was never predicated on speed. It was never. in that bump. It was yeah, that that he right. would just manhandle you and not let you uh, go where you wanted to go. Right when the ball was, oh, snapped. give him give him some help. But I'll tell you this though. Hey, say it again. Give him some help. Help. But here's what was crazy: is he he <laughs> gets got on a couple of deep balls, in spite of the fact. I mean, the the fact that the Bengals somehow won that game, that pass rush, they didn't have Sheldon Richards in the Jets, and yet they Seven were times. all – That's one of the best offensive lines in the league in, in Cincy, and Leonard Williams and company dominated, and yet they still lost. Jets are in trouble this year. They were on the cusp of the playoffs last year, I said uh, before I, the pass, season. I don't, I, don't think they, I, don't, I don't think they're in trouble. I, don't, I, I, think one, I think one issue is, you know, offensively, they didn't get the ball to Brandon Marshall enough. Uh, I, I, I personally feel like – you have to try to force feed that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, no matter who your quarterback is, he's going to get you 1,000 yards if you believe in him. He, he's always open. Always. It, even when the guys cover him, Brandon Marshall is open. Let's move on to the Rams. Maurice Jones why Drew you, why was you there. Why the Rams? How? What do you mean? Because you, I were, was you were in the, the I was ready to say the Titans had a, a worse loss. Oh, I'm happy to talk exotic smash mouth. This is another thing I foretold. I mean, maybe it'll work out over the rest of the season, but this thing – I'm all for anything that changes sameness in the league. And that's what uh, Malarkey wanted to do was to go big eight circa 1978 kind of smash mouth and just run the ball all the time. Right. But this is this was um, over committing to that brand of ball. You're not built to do this. You're not suddenly going to be a winner with the pieces you have in place. It's it's not that they're going to be a winner, but they are going to win games because they're going to do something completely different. When when you see Minnesota's defense just getting ran on like that and, and treated the way they were, they were getting treated, it, it was crazy. And, and to think about this, if you don't have the two touchdowns, the pick six and the and the fumble return, that's my point exactly. The Titans blow them out. That's four, it's not even like close. It. So you're still it's, down with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh, not yeah. even close. That's fourteen points on the board. No, no. I like the I like it in theory, but I don't. Uh, it, people who people who are excited stubborn. about Shaq. this is going to be a playoff team. No, it's Shaq. Shaq, been Shaq they shut down right. Adrian Peterson on defense. Yeah. They ran the ball down the Vikings' throat. I mean, they couldn't stop them. What was the score to that game? What do you mean they ran it down there? No, they didn't run it down there. Yes, throat. they did. Eric Henry did. got like three touches for five yards. No, he didn't. It was 16-25, Shaq. Look that up. Ten, I know. Shaq. Behind the Shaq. glass. Take give me, away give me it was, Henry's It was 16-25, take away 14 points on defense. What happens? All right. Well, listen, that's that's. But that's what I'm good. telling you. It, it works because everyone else is built to stop these three wide receivers. Hey, you want to talk about the Rams? You know their base covers. Their base coverage is nickel. They have a, they have a corner. They have three corners, uh, a safety, and a linebacker. I know it forces the other team to make adjustments they don't want to make. I'm my my point is that the 2016 Tennessee Titans do not have the depth in their roster or the makeup in their roster to well, they, play this brand of ball for 16 weeks and be successful. First of all, they let go of their best receiver, which to me is mind-boggling. I right? know. That's what I'm saying. They but, overcommitted to this brand of ball. But this, this is going <laughs> to All right, we'll see if it'll work. I don't think it's going to. I'll tell you what, as much as we Six talk, and ten. As, as much as we talk about the New England Patriots in their passing game and how good Tom Brady is, which he is, December, January football, he hands the ball off. Yes. Like, that's when, that's when like, I know that, play. but you know what the Patriots do is that they are chameleon-like. I like – I'm partial True. to 
I, you know me, Ike. I'm partial to take away a, a style. I like that the Steelers are about like, ah, dominate you on defense and run the ball. But if you notice, well, they, the Steelers they don't, do that don't no play more. that way anymore. Yeah, they, 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 they On they fourth don't. and inches, they throw deep balls. Yeah. So you have to be flexible in, in your philosophy. The Titans have committed to like, we're going to run the ball on you. Like, well, what if that doesn't work? It don't work. That's how they feel. They're like, look, this is, what, this is who we are. What I respect about Mike Malarkey, and I've always had this, is that he, he has an identity in mind that he wants to fall he has a, a blueprint right so it comes down to look this is what we're going to be when we came to Jacksonville he was like this is what we're going to be I held out I, I, I wasn't I was I didn't do any camp I didn't do any OTAs <laughs> the first game I touched the ball 23 times or 23 times in three quarters he's gonna run this rock that's no just what it's gonna be I end up with I think almost 30 carries <laughs> like regardless of the situation I don't care if you're in shape or not this is what we're gonna be and and you I respect that like I also respect that if you're gonna be Bruce Arians we're gonna take shots that's what we're gonna do that's him that's just who we are I'm sorry we're going to win and lose by the three. It's I don't just like li- the Warriors. I like imposing what you want to do on the other team. I'm all about that. But it just seems like in 2016 you're being obstinate if you insist on doing that. I've said that to you before, Ike, that Dick LeBeau, for all, as much as I admire what he was able to create defensively, I think he I think he overplayed that hand at some point that this is what we're going to do. And Tom Brady would say every time they would face him, all right, well, we're just going to spread you out four wide and stop that. And Dick LeBeau was like, well, we still play our way. He's like, well, it doesn't work against what the Patriots are trying to do to you. You need to be able to adapt on some level. And I just don't know that the Titans are going to do it. Give me my stats. Derrick Henry. All right, so Derrick Henry, five carries – Three yards. Ah, and his longest carry was five yards. Down is down their throat. We had, and then Demarco, thirteen carries, forty-two yards. That's not running the ball down the Lost throat. Lost a fumble. Uh, Mariota, he was credited with four carries. So what? Altogether, twenty-two rushes compared to forty-one I, pass I, attempts. But, but, but I'm yeah, going to give but, you but listen, the opportunity you to, to amend your comment. And I'm going to I'm going to say this. What? See, th- there's two ways people see play action passes run, right? So when you have play action okay. pass, that's it counting as runs. Which is Derrick Henry's long run was what? Was that not a play action pass catch? Right. Those things. So we statistically we can say yeah they threw the ball forty one times. If if twenty five of those were play action pass, then your run game was successful. And that, and that and that's where that's where the difference is. On top of if they don't turn the ball over, let's just say if you don't have the fumbles or the pick six. They beat them by five. All right, but that when people say that, that's loco. That's like when people say what you just said is a well. If they wouldn't have thrown those interceptions, but then, I'm, I'm then they would have been all right. Well, like, you, well, yeah, but that's a big aspect of offense is taking care of the ball, like we talk about. It's, it's just like Matty Ice throwing all these 40, 40 plus games over two hundred, but still going seventeen to thirty nine. Like it, it looks good, but it's still not adding up. Them boys, for the most part, control the clock. You take away the two turnovers, even though you can't take away the two turnovers, just hypothetically speaking. You take away the two turnovers, they win the game. You know what I'm saying? So now Marcus Mariota, he's playing from behind. So, of course, you got to pass. Just like Kirk Cousins. You look at his stats, they just look like Ben's. If you didn't watch the game, you thought Kirk Cousins, it was a, a, a close-scoring game. But he threw over 300-something yards. He did a lot of check downs. So, the stats sometimes do lie over the out course of the game is what I'm trying to say. I hear you. I know that. I, 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 but, but I just think that they had a game plan of shortening the game, 
and it worked. They st- we, we're not talking about what was Adrian Peterson's stats, if you want to be a stat guy. What was Adrian Peterson's stats? Because I want to say well, what that looked like he was You guys are arguing wrong. that this is successful football, and it, it, it wasn't. And That's I'm gonna all say, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you why it, is, it, it will be. One is you don't go into a game plan think you're going to turn the ball over. AP right? stats. And then two, your defense. Ryan, you get them? The, your defense was on the field. Your defense was on the field shutting down the run game. All right, listen. I hope you guys turn out to be right. You're not going no, you to be don't. right. No, you I don't. don't. No, don't I want to be right on this one. Now let's talk about the Rams real quick here before we move on to some Jets, Bills, uh, TNF to, here. Try not to talk about it, Shaq. I, I want to hear – let's hear, Ike, what do you want to hear Maurice call here? Do you want to, his call on Kenny Britt's 22-yard catch or a uh, San Francisco fumble? Ooh, the streaker. There was a streaker on the field. Let's uh, hear Maurice's reaction to that. Oh, he's going to jail. <laughs> and, a fan and there's a the stoppage field. because a fan is on the field running from right to left across the 15. He tucks his shirt over his head. And as he celebrates a 21 to nothing 49ers lead. It, 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 it baffles me that you would do this as a Niners fan when you're up. And maybe, you never know, this may be the thing that changes the game around. It makes, it makes no sense to do that. You spend, you pay, you pay all this money to come to this game to go to jail. JB, I, is that is that common sense? <laughs> you know what? I, I used was, to I go was try to keep. I'll try to keep hope alive. At that <laughs> I loved your optimism. <laughs> well, maybe this will help things. I don't know. Hey, man. I used to go to Wrigley Field. Was a mercenary? I hey. used to try and convince the guys, uh, the security guards, like, can I go run on the field just and you won't uh, take me to jail? I know you'll have to take me away like you're going to take me to jail, <laughs> but I'll give you I'll give you 50 bucks if you let me run around on the field. They would never let me do it. I don't know. It seems like a fun thing to do. The cold part about it was he was running for a solid minute. They used to do it new. Straight up. Um, bro, he, I saw him. I saw him like because you know we're we're at an angle, and so you're watching. I'm like, what are all these people doing over there? And they were like, like getting amped up because he was he was like telling me he was going to do it, and he hopped the wall, man. And I'm like, oh, there's a fan on the field. That's the call of the week. I like that, Maurice. I you know what was uh, I was once at a Pittsburgh Pirates game in Three River Stadium, and two guys ran were running around on the field. They the cops got the one guy quickly. The other guy was running through the outfield. The left fielder that night was Bill Robinson. He waved the guy over to him, and when the guy got to him, he made one of those hand uh, ladder things for him and boosted the guy up over the outfield wall so that the cops couldn't get him. He's a hero for all time no question. in my book. I thought that was the greatest thing I'd seen. I, that happened once in Jacksonville, and uh, the guy comes running. And you know, you don't know what these people are thinking when they hop on the field. But we had a, a player, uh, I want to say his last name was Laura. I forget his first name. But he chased him down and tackled him. I remember when we went to Cleveland. And we had a streak on the field. You oh, Debo slammed him. What is wrong with the people? Debo slammed his ass. I'm talking about he slammed him like with this part. Yeah. All you heard from that little man was. <gasps> took all the air. It took the life out. I remember watching that. I, I think Colt McCoy him. made that same sound once uh, after 92 got him. Out of him. I don't know. Come a question to play. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, no, he that's shouldn't play. No, I know that's true. But how? Uh, legitimately, how is James Harrison even playing at this point with those you biceps? They're too big. Like his arms shouldn't even be able to move. Uh, it he seems is like. whooping people. He, he whooped them tackles Whoop. from uh, the Redskins. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. Whooping. All right, at now let now let's move on to what I promised earlier in the show. We're going to look ahead 
to Thursday night football. The Jets and the Bills, both teams, will be desperate for a victory there. By looking back, it's the debut of 2016 Time Machine Football. All right, Time Machine Football travels to December 1981. The Bills, the Jets, it's uh, it's murky playing conditions there in Shea Stadium where the Mets used to play and where the uh, where the Jets used to play too before they joined uh, the Giants down there in Giant Stadium. I know it's, if it's December in New York, it's free. Man, let's go. Let's check out old Nick Mickemeyer, man. Let's, let's go, go to Nick Mickemeyer, <laughs> Charlie Jones, and Lenny Dawson on the call. Yeah, let's check Le- Lenny, out. I played with Lenny Dawson on Madden. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> this is Charlie Jones along with Lynn Dawson. The wild card game, Shea Stadium. The New York Jets have won the toss. They'll be receiving. And that means that Nick Mickemeyer will be kicking off for the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Either to number 87th, Kurt Zone, or number 42, Bruce Harper. A grisly day in New York. His, his name is it Mike Amire? Is no, it's Mike Nick Mickemeyer, and Mick he's wearing, Amire, and he's literally, it appears, wearing oven mitts. No the question, oven the, mitts. Yeah, I don't know what. Oh, he dropped oh. that tater. Oh, he dropped the don't twenty six from the Bills. Don't drop that what MJD? That dunt it up. That dunt it up. You can't drop that dunt it up. <laughs> That's not a good start. Hey, look at that jacket. Game. Look at him. Yeah. Look at this. Look at that sheep wool jacket. I know he won. Who's coach? Chuck uh, Knox. That's okay. that's not Marv Levy. That's I was, Chuck I was about Knox. To, I, I thought that Chuck. was. Mar- I thought that was Marv. Look just like him, huh? No, that Chuck like Knox him. also coached uh, your L.A. Rams at one point too. He he made famous the running game. Uh, Shaq, you know, uh, you know, I, I grew up a Raiders fan. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that you would. Well, I, well, I don't know. I, so I don't, now I, I see you walking around with Rams gear on. I don't know what. He's a, he's a what? Mer- I, I'm a mercenary. He's a mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Bills and the Jets, like I say, coming up on Thursday night football. But this is high stakes stuff. The Jets are already down. Let's see another one with the great Charlie Jones, the late great, one of my favorite voices. They got they they even worried about style. They just out there trying to be warm. Bro, that man only had three touchdowns. It's drizzly. It's worse to play in 39 degrees than it is in zero, right? If it's if it's damp like that. Uh oh. Oh, he throwing that thing. Drop that thing. Frank he Lewis. Thing. He throwing that thing, baby. That's his second score. That joke hey, what kind of gloves he got on? Frank Lewis. They, that's his cutters. first touchdown. Behold, if you are watching yeah. on video. Joe Ferguson, the Bills QB, has a, a pouch, yeah. <laughs> a, a hoodie, hoodie for his hands <laughs> built into the jersey. I like that. I like that style. The worst the worst game I've ever played in was New England in 2007. It was miserable. It was like drizzly. I would rather play in Cleveland no. in negative with no. snow oh. than the drizzle rain. Yeah. It's it, I, I, to me, that, that freezing, wet. uncomfortable d- dampness the is The worst way worse game I zero. played in was in Cleveland, man. That's when they had Joe, uh, old good old uh, Cribs. They had oh, Cribs with Josh the wild, Cribs, yeah. They had Josh oh, with yeah. the Wildcat going, and it was like negative 17. It was like zero degrees, but it felt negative 17 with the wind chill. They had soup over there on the sideline. The soup was – Freezing cold. Like, <laughs> you couldn't even stir it up. Freezing cold. Boys could not wait till the game was over. Now, this is an NFL game. And Roethlisberger got got eight times, I think, by that this fumble rounds defense. This was an NFL defense. game. We won't tripping on our substitutions playing the whole game. But, but hey, <laughs> y'all, y'all in Pittsburgh, though, it's cold in Pittsburgh. It's cold in Cleveland, dog. Because you're right on that river. That's bro. what I'm saying. We coming from Jacksonville. You tell. We came from Jacksonville. We played – 
in Cleveland, and it was well, I want to say it was like negative three, but with the wind chills like negative twenty. And I, I looked at the coach. I said, Coach, this is this is not safe. The safety rules need to come into play. <laughs> this this ain't somebody gonna get hurt out here. We somebody. And sure enough, bah. That's <laughs> gotta hurt like nobody's business oh, for anybody to touch Josh you when it's freezing. Cribs run was you. running at his finest in that wildcat offense. I was like, I don't know what this boy's on, but man, he running hard. I said, Coach, look. I got to make an executive decision. From Josh Cribbs, we go to Joe Cribbs. Okay. A would-be Hall of Famer in my book had he not gone to the USFL, a dynamic young runner for the Bills in the early 80s. Here he is, a little bit more from him. Joe Cribbs. What is he? Well, no, there's Joe Ferguson under center again. Oh, oh, oh. Locked him. Bang. Not his third one. Bang eight. That's Frank bang Lewis, eight. Uh, bang eight, but it would. You saw the uh, running back smack the uh, linebacker. Just him. In this in this weather, you know, and they yeah. play, and the and the cash at this time wasn't at, it's at hundred dollars. How about this? It's a hundred dollars. How about this? It's twenty four nothing. Bills. I'm gonna. Hey, watch how this running back block. Watch, to watch the right him. side if you see. Oh. It. No, they ain't gonna oh, show it. See. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, forty-five. Oh, yeah. He threw him late. Oh, you know who that late. running back number forty-five is? You know what his last name is? Buffalo Bills Simpson. Is it OJ? That's not OJ. No. Oh, did I? I don't know. It's another guy named Simpson, though. Nothing can go wrong. Bills plus Simpson equals glory every time. So they just they just went down there and did a, a good old fast twenty-four nothing whipping. How do you think the rest of this game goes? Because I, I know neither one of you knows. I feel the, the Jets come back. You think the Jets are going to pull her out? Listen to that music, by the way. I, I like that. I like that music. Boy, I love I love Charlie Jones, man. The guy uh, doing the play-by-play. All right, next up here, um, what do we have next? Let's go to so it's twenty-four nothing. Let's see if the Jets can get back into this one they, they with Richard back. Todd, their QB from Alabama, number fourteen. Not unlike number fourteen Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went to a different college, not Alabama. What, did, to, what, what college did Joe? He, uh, Joe Namath go to. Joe Namath is also a Bama guy. Uh, Richard Todd was, uh, I don't think he was the direct successor to Joe Namath, but, uh, yeah, he followed up there and was supposed to be a great pro and was very good on some good teams, but in the playoffs he would uh, perpetually fail. Oh. Except who kn- in 1981, though, maybe he rallies this team. Let's take a look here. Check you lying to me. Number 14. Three minutes left to go, first half. So far, the Bills dominant. Buffalo 30-yard line, first down. Uh-oh, going deep. Oh, he got him. Oh, I told you. down with that ball. I told you. He sacrificed. That is Schuler's first reception of the year. He had no reception during the regular season. There he is, Richard Todd, which is funny looking on the back of a jersey. Todd. like. Mickey Schuler sounds like a, a mobster from the 40s, but in fact, he was the hey, tight end for Ooh, the Jets. What a boy Oh, Ooh, he hit him with that he double hit him with move. the head. Give him some head. Hey, he's a big body, too. Ah, Why, well, he going to get hit. Bow! Look how he secured that ball. The color rush uniforms are out this week that's, that's in the, the NFL. Do you think the Jets should go back to the green helmet with the white face mask that they wore back in the 80s? What do you think of that look? You know, I, I've always been a big fan of old school uniforms. Uh... I like the the old. I just remember when I had my fish face mask. We had yellow helmets with black uh, 
face masks, and that was dope. Like that, that, I thought that was a hotness when it's not all one color. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have a black helmet, black face mask. No, change it up a little. Yeah, that white face mask looks clean on the. I'm uh, a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the throwbacks. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I like the throwbacks. Ooh, oh, the Steeler ones. That all black looks pretty sleek. There are some nice ones and some very ugly ones. The Dolphins look terrible. We can look forward to all of those coming up here. But uh, let's get to an. Uh, what's that, uh, MVP? Oh, top of page three. Now it's time to take a look at. Oh, I pro- I uh, talked about him earlier. I love this kid uh, when he first made the scene in the NFL. Joe Cribs. The Jets are trying to sneak back into this game. Let's see what happens. Here. I think they do, Shaq. Ten minutes uh, left in the game. It's got to be over. He on uncle. He gonna drop the tater. It's only it's only a boo boo. Go. Go. Wow. Go. Wow. He got that. Oh. 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 What you going to do about it? Little shot at the end. Now look at this fan adding salt to the wound, although they're winning the game. A beer. Throwing a beer on Joe Cribs. Look also, he has a gray face mask and his teammates have blue. Yeah, that's awesome. He just came on the team. He was new school. Yeah. Look, hey, he just says to the fan, he turns back. He's like, hey, barely any of that got in my mouth. Throw me a full beer, uh, friend. Hey, that's see that right. That that would have been that would have been an ejection in this day and age. Any oh yeah, personal foul. Shoving a guy after Completely. he's eight yards deep in the end zone <laughs> with the that, ball. That's the best thing. I mean, you're upset. Y'all crazy. All right, let's back. round it out here. So Cribs uh, makes that big scamper for 45 yards, 31 to 13, with just 10 minutes left in the game. Game over. Right? Wrong. Let's see what Richard Todd can do here. Let's check it out, Shaq. Little split back formation, little pro style. From the Buffalo 30, Richard Todd going deep. deep again. Got him. He's got him. I told you they coming back. They going to win this game. Oh. He almost told everything, though, when he slid. Everything. That field was unsaid. That just, I like I like the, I, the the fashion choices or, the like, the things that they do. Um, the the baseball batting gloves that the the QB Richard Todd's wearing a batting glove on his hey, left hand there. Hey, them boys just played football back in the day. They weren't worrying about no style, man. No, not them at this point. Look ball. at that DB backpedal. It's Whoa. not work. I don't care oh. what anybody says. I mean, if it's a safety issue, then then it's one thing. But why not the mud? The mud is so much more aesthetically pleasing, isn't it? You remember when we played Miami in Pittsburgh with that bad with that bad feel? When a, one of the punters kicked the ball and it just dropped right there yes. in the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all feel stayed like <laughs> That was hard, but, boy, that was so much fun. I'm sure it was delightful to be in there. Is it more fun to play in the mud like that or to play in the snow? I, I played in a monsoon. I don't know if you – in Carolina, it rained. We had five inches in 30 minutes. We rain. played – we played in the hurricane in Miami. Coach yeah. Cowell had us to come out that day earlier. That's Roethlisberger's first start, if, I've, if I'm not mistaken. I blocked right? the punt, too, that game. Too. Did you really? I did. I blocked Look at that, punt. 24. That was very good for you. Um, all right, so now they're trying to pull off the rally. Let's see what the Jets can do. The game is getting ever tighter now. Here we go. Someone blew an assignment. Jets got the ball back. Uh-oh. No, it uh, of Richard Todd. Oh, oh my gosh. Slippery. Oh, So they punch it in there. Now the crowd is feeling it. What's the biggest comeback you were ever in, Maurice? Oh, that's a Ooh, that's a, oh, um, biggest comeback. I'm trying to think. No, I, I don't know. Oh, take a look at this guy, by the way, with the rally Smoke, here. Is he smoking a cigar? 
That uh, yeah, <laughs> is that Dan Hansus from around the NFL? <laughs> a young Dan Hansus celebrating. We almost are gonna win a playoff game here. Richard Todd looking to punch it in now. Oh my God! Oh oh, he didn't make it. Now he got it. He I think he gets in there. The Jets. So now we really got a game. It's a one score game coming down the wire. The Bills cannot make first downs to end this thing. Jets get the ball back. They drive the length of the field. But before we get to that, Ike, lay it on me. What's it like? When you are up a lot of points and then the other team's catching up to you, how how much do you grip and how much do you uh, – y- y- we see that every week now in the NFL that a team is up, you know, three touchdowns and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is a one-score game. How tight does it get on the sideline? It don't get tight from a player's perspective. I think it get more tight on the OCDC perspective because I know back in the day, man, we should tell Dickie, hey, Dickie, don't start that. Like we've been blitzing the whole game – Keep us blitzing because the more we get into this prevent defense, man, that's going to give them a chance to dink and dunk, find these little holes. Keep the pressure on them, Dickie. Let's, let, hey, don't start that. I remember Peasy and James Ferry. They, they walk up to Dickie like, Dickie, don't start that today. <laughs> Keep it going. Well, maybe somebody pulled uh, Coach Chuck Knox aside and said that to him. Jim Hazlitt was, uh, was on that Bills defense, uh, one of the guys out there. You saw him back there. The coach? That's right, the coach, Jim Haslett. All right, let's get to it now. The big climax. What do you think, Ike? Are the Jets going to pull this one out, or will the Bills survive? The Bills going to survive. What do you think, Maurice? I mean, they're probably going to do a Jets thing and mess it up, but (laughs) I'm going to say the Jets win. Let's see. All right, let's take a look here. The big climax, everybody. Richard Todd has thrown 49 passes already. 49 passes. He needs one more. Tim, he needs one more. That dude just jumped off sides. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I told you. Picked him off. Oh, here's the second pick. You can go home now. That's a big dude, number 97. Oh, it was Bill Simpson. So, I'm sorry. Simpson was not a running back, number 45. He had the safety. Two picks, Richard Todd. This was the story he of his. He threw the ball 50 times. 50. The Jets were good in the 80s. Did they? I, I, oh, y'all, y- y'all got to stop. Look at that. Uh, Remind y'all got to stop. Hey, look, deja vu, number 14 in the Jets uniform, throws a pick to a Buffalo Bill with a playoffs, uh, with, uh, advancing in the playoffs uh, uh, on the line there, and that's exactly what happened there. I would have Week 17. That 2015. A long time ago. That 14 is just bad juju. That's right, especially for the Jets there. How's Fitzpatrick doing? He, you know what? Uh, watching the game, it seemed like he was all right, but he was getting, you know. They, I mean, they they were doing – they moved up and down the field. They just couldn't score in the red zone. The kicker missed, what, a field goal and an extra point, which ended up, you know, he missed, like, what, a 25-yard field goal. Crushing, crushing, I know, and the extra point, like you say. All right, so all this leads us to the current number 14 in the current Jets get-ups in Buffalo against Tyrod Taylor, probably not Sammy Watkins, which is a shame. No, they say Sammy's going to play. He's going to try and battle through the the, uh, pain issue. He got to. It's going to be all year. Maurice, give me your game pick for Thursday night. Uh, You know, I think the – man, this is a tough one. You know, I want to say the Bills right now. But if Sammy's banged up, they don't have another receiving threat. No, they don't. And so I'm going to have to go with uh, the Jets. Sad to say. Well, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think Tyrod really going to use his legs this game if if Sammy's going to be out. 
Um, I don't think Rex Ryan wants to go over to it. He's playing at home, right? Mm-hmm. In Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ryan brothers. I'm going to go with the Jets here. Jets desperately need to win this one. Like I say, the slate that they have coming up is even worse. And I got, I just get a bad vibe coming out of Buffalo. I want that team to do well for their fan base. I get, I, I just don't think things are pointing in the right direction there. This Watkins thing is bad. The injuries to the young defenders that they had in the preseason, it all amounts to a bad year up there in Buffalo for Rex and Rob and the rest of their guys. So I say the Jets win it. Maurice Jones-Drew, gangbusters work. Ike Taylor, ditto for you. Maurice and I are on Fantasy and Friends, like I say, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Ike all over the place, NFL now. These two guys are doing Celebration Station, Fashion Popo. Ike on Total Access on uh, Monday nights, Mm. um, on Game Day Blitz on Sunday, on NFL.com. Oh, so many ways to track. Oh, and Ike is doing his radio show. Doing good morning football every Tuesday when they talking about the top my top ten corners. Oh, be on the lookout for that. And then of course Thursday night football on CBS and on NFL Network and available even on Twitter. It's the Bills, it's the Jets, it's the footballiest time of the it's year. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the year. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.